This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Dial a Dilemma with me, Jules Von Hepp. This is the Agony Amp podcast that's all about you, literally. Each week I'm joined by an amazing guest unpacking your dilemmas, offering some form of advice. A total disclaimer, this is very much not professional advice. Sure, I've lived a fruitful, eventful and slightly sideways life. While some of my guests might be qualified life coaches or therapists, Darling, I am not. And the advice given here may or may not help you on your journey, but might steer you in a direction you potentially won't have thought of. On this week's episode of Dial a Dilemma, I am joined by co-host of Receipts Podcast. Now, just a side note, if you haven't listened to this podcast, this is the OG of Dilemma Podcast. I am obsessed with Receipts Podcast. Welcome, Tolly T. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, honey. Hello, honey. I love being an agony aunt type person. It's my favorite thing to do. And you give, your advice that you give on receipts is so, A, I think it's quite practical and actually I feel like if I'm unhinged, you're hinged. Like you've got it together. (laughs) I feel like your listeners really get like actual advice that they can take on board with. I'm like, I think you should buy a cow. I I think this is a (laughs) (laughs) But that's good because sometimes you want advice that fixes things. And sometimes you're like, just want to tell someone your problems, but I actually want advice. Do you know what I mean? Because I often don't want advice. I just want to talk. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Both course. Yeah. Now on Dial a Dilemma, we do have a lot of dating stories. We uh-huh. have a lot of different stories. Have you ever had any dating dilemmas yourself? I feel like I've got one right now. Oh my God, Karen Chat. Absolutely not. <laughs> Wait, have I actually had any good dating dilemmas? I think it's often really silly ones like, should I still stay in this? Should I go on a second day? Because I'm really like quite like no nonsense If mm. it's not like, if I go on one day, I don't like it, we move on to someone else. Oh, do you not have like a, like a Richter scale or a barometer? Like for me, I would always say on a first day, if he made me laugh, then he goes on the second day. And that was all he had to do. A lot of the time he didn't make he didn't me make laugh. laugh. And I was oh. like, oh my God. Do you have a checklist like that or anything? I always know if I'll see them again, if I don't want to go home. If it's like, oh, what else can we do? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, let's go for drinks. Oh, let's go for a walk. Like, and then, what else? And then she took me to 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the next morning and I'm like, oh my God, I love this person. That's like, that's when I know that I'll see him again when I just don't want to go home. Do you fall in love fast? Not often, but I think I do fast. Uh-huh. 
fast but not often. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fast but not often, I reckon. Like if I do, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in this. I'm, like, and I start planning my future with them, like in my head. I, do you know in secondary school when you used to be like, oh, like your name and their name, I never stopped doing that. Do you know when I grew up and stopped making signatures as someone's last name? I just didn't stop that. I just carried on in a fantasy land of anyone I meet I like, I will figure out what my signature looks like with their last name what my name sounds like with their last name. Okay, this is giving unhinged, but I'm really here for it. <laughs> but in a hinged way, because they'll never know. <laughs> it's not unhinged in a hinged way, if that makes sense. I'm <laughs> um, on a confidence Richter scale. Mm -hmm. 10 being the most confident person in the world. Where would you put yourself? Oh, I'm actually pretty confident, you know. I reckon on a good day, probably about eight. Love this. Yeah, do you know what? I was brought up to be really confident because my mum thinks an awful lot of herself, but in the best way possible. Yeah. So therefore, she can't imagine a world where she didn't give birth to kids who were amazing. Yeah. So because she's oh, always, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. she always thought so much of herself, she's always made us feel like, well, you're my kid. So of course, you're the best thing that's ever happened. And if we're not, so for example, let's say, I don't know, someone like got a better grade than me in school. She'd be like, but why wasn't that you? I remember one time doing a 5K run for charity and I came home and I was like, oh, mum, did it? She was like, did you win? I was like, no. And then she just didn't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> she was like, so what the fuck are you telling me? If you didn't win. I was like, it's for charity. There's no winner. She was like, no, someone won. Like someone, someone got, got their first. Yeah. So yeah I, yeah, I reckon on a good day, about eight. But also I must say, I'm someone who doesn't like doing things I'm not good at. <laughs> So I, I'm always in spaces where my confidence is high because I'm always good at stuff. Sure, she you know lives what in I mean? the comfort zone. Yeah, so there is that. If I'm not good at it, I will have no parts of it. And in terms of dilemmas and answering dilemmas today, yeah. I mean, I know that you do this for a living mm -hmm. on your podcast. How good do you think you're going to be answering these dilemmas? Oh, I'm very confident that I'm going to be great. Ah! <laughs> I love this energy. I'm absolutely. I feel here like I'm going to be great. I'm quite empathetic. <laughs> she hesitated then, dear listener. <laughs> I think I'll be good. Okay. Perfect. How good are you normally? Um, well, I like to like because I, I heard you say on receipts that um, your life hasn't actually been as wild as the yeah. listeners and the dilemmas mm -hmm. that come in. For me, it has. Oh, bitch has oh, lived a wild oh, life. God, and I I'm didn't so realise until we had an episode where someone was talking about an incident on the Cutty Sark. And one of the listeners, she had a few too many drinks, ended up licking the tip of someone's penis on the Cutty Sark. Anyway, okay. as this is unveiled in my friendship group WhatsApps, lots of my friends have listened and gone, God, that could have been any of us. And I'm like, yeah. Actually, yeah, uh, we have been wild. So, so I feel like I circling a tip. <laughs> yeah. I feel sock. like sometimes worryingly I get on the dilemma level quite fast. I'm right, like, oh yeah, okay, I've been there. Yeah, okay. don't worry about it. Wait, can I ask you the confidence question? How confident are you? It varies from day to day, but okay. I'm I'm gonna go up there with a nine ten. Good. But it's been a journey. It, yeah, I think that's what it is as well. It's not something you just kind of wake up and then like, oh my god, I'm the best thing ever. And I feel like everybody should be the best thing ever. Like if anyone's like, oh, she's not even that good. I'm like, to you. Yeah. <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> and I think everyone should have that. I love that. And also I think it's something that in our lines of work, especially when you're freelance, you're, on, you're yeah. not on a team or anything and you have to go into these situations and you literally have to just deliver. Actually, those affirmations of I am amazing. Yeah. I am confident. 
they come in very handy. Absolutely. Do you have it sometimes though when you're like delivering or presenting and in my head I'm like, I'm so full of shit. But I'm like, I can see everyone buying it. I'm like, ha ha ha. Dead I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I feel like I'm like playing the trick and everyone. I'm like, oh my gosh, she knows exactly what she's talking about. I'm like, that word I just said, I have no idea what it means. But it a sounded lot of the, good. A lot of the time I do wing it, but I've worked out that winging it actually delivers the best version of me. Same. If I over prep, it's never as good. Same. The same reason why I do things last minute, because I'm like the best of me in last minute. And maybe I shouldn't. Do you know what? I'm going to try having time to do work rather than a day before and see if there's a difference. <laughs> but so far, it's been great. Some people just before. work better with a deadline, though. Yeah. yeah, I like stress a little bit. Saying that I've got a deadline today. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Hi, Jules. Uh, buckle in. It's a long work dilemma. Oh. Um, I went back to work about a year and a half ago after having my daughter. Um, and for context, while I was on maternity leave, I had lots of chats with my then manager about uh, coming back to a promotion, a pay rise, and to be made line manager of my maternity cover, who they decided to keep on. Came back to work, but my manager had left. He'd retired, had a new manager who knew nothing about these conversations. Nothing had been done in writing. It was all verbal and there was nothing I could do. No movement. So returned into my old job um, and have just been getting on with it. I was recently offered another role in the business, working in a different business group, doing a related but different job. Mm -hmm. Something that I've been training for, really excited about, looking for the experience in and a way to get out of my current team, but also, crucially, keep my maternity pay, which I know sounds callous, but as a woman, you can't move business if you're thinking about having kids. My maternity package is great, and I can't afford to go on statutory maternity, so I felt like this was ticking all of my boxes. Everything was underway, HR writing up my offer letter, I was under the impression that it was just like one conversation had to happen and I would get my letter. Um, I found out today that uh, the role that they'd offered me, no longer there. It's been withdrawn by the director, not really sure why. And I'm gutted, but I don't know what to do now. Most of me just thinks, fuck it, leave don't stay there. They've messed you around multiple times. You don't need to be there. Find a new job. I can get a new job. The other bit of me, the sensible bit, is like, I want to have another baby. I need the maternity pay. So my dilemma, do I stay in my current job, which I sort of hate, doesn't really tax me, isn't doing anything for me, but get pregnant pretty quick, ride it out for a year, take the maternity and then leave? Or do I sort of throw it all up out the window and quit and find a new job but knowing that I would then have to delay by a couple of years having another baby um I just don't know what to do I don't know whether it's cheeky just to stay for the maternity pay um it's just a bit of a shit situation to be in but would love to hear your advice thanks oh that's a grown-up one well 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 very very grown up I feel like um and I don't have children and obviously mm -hmm. I have not been in a position where you have to take maternity yeah. pay. Listening to so many of my friends and I'm in my late 30s, this is something that is so common. Oh, absolutely. And so, so firstly, I feel like 
you are not alone mm-hmm. in this situation. Yeah. This is not, you're not the only person who's had to go through this. And unfortunately, the way, I'm guessing you live in the UK, the way that the maternity structure is done by our government means that companies can offer you what they should be offering you, things like a year's pay yeah. on maternity, brilliant maternity packages, or they can go statutory, which doesn't always work for the individual. That statutory money, I can't even say because it, it makes me sick, is so bad. Like my mm. friend was like, it's literally nothing. And I saw the other day that baby formula was like 19 quid. We have to start stealing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell like everything is so expensive and I completely like get where you're at because I'm freelancer and I've often thought about oh my god when I want a baby I might go into work the year before just so I can get maternity pay because I'm just like what does that even look like when you're a freelancer but that's a whole different conversation what I would do in that situation is I would stay in that job get pregnant do my maternity leave get paid come back for however long it is so you don't have to pay them back and then leave and find another job I think that's actually... That's what I would do. From from everything that this uh, dilemma has entailed is that you've, you've gone, you're going back to work after having your first baby yeah. and then you're getting ready to have a second. The way that... I mean, oh, the fact that this person retired... I know. And didn't even invite you to the retirement party. Rude, there was right? no mention of volivants or drinks there. That is... Firstly, outrageous. Also, a lesson in don't take verbal anything at work. If anyone says anything verbally to you, you can be like, send it to them by email and be like, just to confirm our conversation, blah, 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 blah. Is this right? And look, as a freelancer, I was many years freelance, not getting it in writing. I have made that mistake time and time again. Don't trust anybody on their word. No. (laughs) Especially anybody in a job environment. Do not believe their word at all. And the thing is about work, I think sometimes we can get misplaced with where our focus and passion Mm -hmm. lies because we can treat colleagues and co-workers like we would treat our friends you wouldn't stab anyone in the back you wouldn't shit on anyone you wouldn't take anyone's job because that's the kind of good person that you are that's the trick that's how jobs get you they convince you that you're a family i'm here to tell you you are not related to any of those fuckers they're like you know we're a family (laughs) let's do drinks christmas drink they're not your family and i learned that so early in like my working Mm. life and i'm so happy i did random story i used to work at santander and I, like, I was just a cashier or whatever. And there was a woman who was like a personal banker, lovely woman. She gave everything to that job. She loved that company, would come in all the time, whatever, whatever. Unfortunately, she went away. She went on holiday and she passed away. And I remember all they did was just give her family flowers in the card and hide someone new like the week after. And I was like, oh my God, everyone just moves on. And like everyone just stopped talking about her. It was like, well, she, and I was just like, oh, these people are not your family because how come we just moved on so quickly and just hired someone so quickly and no one cares. Gosh. So when she was like, oh, is it cheeky? No, use them, rob your company. I'm not even joking. <laughs> it's not cheeky, it's not out of order. Do what benefits you because the company consistently does what benefits them when it comes to you. So why would you do anything else? And I feel like when Tolly did mention rob your company, you weren't just talking about staplers. No, 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 no. And no. officing. Of everything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like get all your So we're leaning into pay. swindling. <laughs> Scam. Guys. <laughs> no, but like get your holiday pay, get your maternity pay, do everything that benefits you because I think And that you are legally entitled ex- to like, literally. Yeah. You're not doing anything wrong. It's not cheeky. Like they've offered you two positions and taken them both away from you. When anyone promises me more pay, I just start spending money because I think oh more money is coming. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. I'll be fine. <laughs> and they snatch your dreams away. 
I'm, I'm laughing and nodding. I'm like, oh, they've got me many a time. So with, many times. With shoe sales. I was like, I'll get these shoes. It's fine, yeah. I've had village. It's fine, I'm getting a check soon. And it never comes. So I would say do that. What would you say? I would say stay in the company that yeah. you're in. I think your plan for the family and the, this is literally going off what my girlfriends all say and the space that you have your children in. You also don't know if you're going to be able to get pregnant in the same time mm-hmm. frame as well. So if it was me, I would stay in that company. They have obviously shown you quite a lack of respect. I imagine that they might be actually quite busy yeah. in this company as well. They might they might not know. HR might not be the most efficient. Who knows what's going on? But I would stay there and start trying for your second, get yourself ready and go back on maternity leave and then go. Yeah. I personally wouldn't look for another company. Same. The energy and time that that takes. You also don't sound like you want to start a new job and then know that instantly you're going to go on mat leave. However, if this is the case and there's other things going on, I've got lots of girlfriends who've had to do this, mm-hmm. then, you know, you also said that you can't afford to have a second baby on statutory maternity. So you yeah. kind of have to think, well, what is the best outcome for me and my family? Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like this is going to be a dilemma that is going to be sparking so much screaming at yeah, the speakers. Yeah. So if this is you and you're, you've been in a similar situation, I will do a post on this dilemma and please chime in yes, on please. the post because I think we can all help each other out in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would agree. Hard agree. And also find out what you're legally allowed to do because mm. I know it can be quite shady and quite like... Also, start complaining to you. Like, this is the second time they've messed you over. You need to do a formal complaint to who in my concern. This is not okay. And I just recently started sending complaint emails and I get why people do it. It's thrilling. <laughs> oh, it's thrilling. Oh, and don't God. you want to start the email with, I wish this email would come to you in better yes, circumstances. Absolutely. And this is not the level of standard I expect Oh, I was promised by you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it gets me going. I did it in my cleaning service the other day. I was like, this is not okay. <laughs> Those skirting boards were still <laughs> dusty when I okay. got I, like, I had to hoover again. <laughs> what is the point? No, there is She's no like, point, She's like, do you want us to come around and do a hoover? I'm like, yeah, I do actually. Just come around and do the hoover. I will not pay you. Bring that, Henry. Yeah. Okay. Start complaining. But in all honesty, I do think that's worth a formal complaint. They can't like offer you a job twice and take it away from you, right? But also um, the pillars of what is socially acceptable Mm -hmm. are changing. So there's things like, I've got some girlfriends at the moment who are doing IVF. And in many companies, IVF and taking leave, if if IVF hasn't worked, if hormones are like messing with you and you need time out sick pay, at the moment, companies don't actually have to pay for that. Whereas she's now having a conversation with her company. She's saying, look, I'm doing IVF and yeah. this is massively taking out of, of me. Course. We need to work something out. Um, but also for same-sex couples and surrogacy and adoption, in many company um, contracts, that's actually not written about because um, it's such a modern way of having of families. Course, yeah. So by having the conversation with HR, by opening up the, about what's happened, you're not doing the wrong thing. I think as well, there's the element of you're actually doing the future generations underneath you a favor by challenging things. So do what you feel comfortable with. But I think now is the time that there are brackets in contracts and clauses that are very much open to change. Mm -hmm. So you don't know, you don't know how your company is going to respond. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Oh God, being a grown up is so hard. Adulting is so hard. Like it's actually like so hard because like I think there is this consistent thing of work-life balance, but often work doesn't allow you to have a life balance because it takes up so much of everything. And also I think there's the element of we're told so much as children and so much as just be a good person, be a yep. kind person, be good. But then you get into the workplace and if you work in those corporate environments, yep. those motherfuckers will stab you in the back so fast. I had a small few years in corporate life and it just drained me. Yeah, it was horrendous. That's where I learned to not trust anyone. Yeah. <laughs> working because like you thinking you're having a friendly chat that's where chat. side eyes come no, from no literally you're like having a friendly chat at lunch but I'm on call I'm just really exhausted next, next thing your manager calls you and saying oh you were saying to sorry me and Beth had a private conversation why do you know that <laughs> what is happening here yeah. and that's why I was like paper trail everything every single thing paper trail it even in like arguments I just went to confirm that you said I wasn't able to do this <laughs> Just so everyone knows what was said. I think it's worth doing. But do what's best for you and your family, not for your work. Preach. Yeah. There we go. That's what I'd say. Oh, more. Hi, Jules. I ended up on the same plane and same row as someone I dated. Ooh. It was a real shock. Like, I was shaking. OG story, he didn't feel ready for something serious. It's been a while after. Neither of us have contacted each other about it. Should I reach out? Is there something to discuss? Was it fate that we crossed paths or just utter bad luck? I mean, I've got a lot of questions. So many questions. Did he say hello? Was Did it long haul? Did to each other? Was it a long flight? It's not fate. I, I fucking hate everyone. <laughs> oh, Tolly, no, I'm Sorry. such a fate believer. <laughs> no, it's not fate. Like, it's just not. It's just you not. not. Being? Because, right. And I'm a child of God, I'm a Christian and I'm still saying it's not <laughs> like it's a coincidence, especially if nothing came of it. If in that moment you saw each other and you're like, let's talk, because regardless how short it was, minimum flight anywhere from here will be 45 minutes. Now to Amsterdam. Anything else will be longer, right? Mm. You could have spoke on the plane. Why are you reaching out? Like, what do you want to reach out to say? I also don't believe in closure. So there's that. Okay. I think it's bullshit. Oh my God. See, I'm so the opposite. I would be like, oh my God, the universe has brought him to me. And I, I've run into people on flights. And for me, I'd be like, okay, I need to know. This is telling me that the door's not closed in my own brain. So if I need closure, I need to reach out. Even if he is a dick and says, look, no, that was just bad luck and goes down that route, then I know. That's that. It's but you off. know already. But this girl might be lying in bed, staring at the ceiling, thinking, I was wrote. No, like, it's because she wants to, right? Like, as in, you know already it was done. This person, yeah. I can't remember, they didn't treat her nicely. He wasn't ready for something. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for something. Okay, if that had changed and he saw you, then he would reach out to be like, hey, oh my God, seeing you made me realise that I am ready. He hasn't reached that. It's been some time. What do you want to reach out to say? Tolly, where were you when I was dating? Like, in, I, I need this. Like, what I think, like, we just have to be for real. Like, mm. I understand because I can also be delusional. I can also be like, oh god, maybe it was this, but it wasn't that because otherwise he would have come to say hi, or you would have gone to say hi in that moment to be like, oh my god, it's so good to see you. Like, what's going on? How are you? None of that happened. Now I don't know what rom com you've watched. You're like, oh my god, I must contact him. 
You mustn't. I think this listener is me. <laughs> you mustn't contact him. <laughs> Stay strong. Yeah, no. And if he said he's not ready, then he's not ready. And maybe you need to respect that. You are completely changing my viewpoint. Holly. And also, I really hate how we've all romanticised this kind of like love of suddenly one day wakes, someone wakes up and realises you're the one. Why couldn't they realise from a very long time ago? Like mm. I said, we make it seem like it's such a romantic thing to happen. That if you stick around long enough, if you bothered them long enough, one day they'll be like, Click, you're the person. And to be fair, when I met my husband, we locked eyes across a bar and I never believed in love at first sight until I met him. And, and I was, boom, straight in. I wanted to, like, I just didn't want to leave him his side. Yeah. And he was the same and we fell in love really quickly. And all my friends who've fallen in love and met somebody like that always say the same thing. Like, it is electric from the get-go. Yeah. Um. So if he said he's not ready, then maybe he just wasn't really just feeling wasn't it. wasn't ready, yeah. He just wasn't and it's his lost girl. We have to believe what people say. I mean, can you imagine that flight though? You I imagine know. if you were sat down and then you saw that person coming down the aisle, the cold. I would feel sick. Rush. I, I would feel sick. I've been in situations where like an ex has come in and then, then I suddenly feel really funny. I remember I took it to my therapist. I was like, why did I feel funny? I don't like like him or care about him anymore like that. She was like, because you're human. Mm. So it's not about that person, it's everything for yourself. You remember exactly how that person made you feel. It's not because, oh my God, I still love him, I still want to be with him. It's just your body remembers like your body remembers your body remembers trauma your body remembers yeah, yeah, yeah. pain your body remembers yeah. heartbreak so when that's why you were shaking it's not because you still love him it's just like your body just remembers that you're not safe the same reason why you touch fire the first time it burns you you see it again your body remembers hey bitch don't do that this guy's fire <laughs> and exes no but exes do have a way of just appearing yeah. again and it's not the ex that you think is going to appear it's Ever. always the one that you're like why are you here again? I'm convinced men have got a direct line to like hell because I feel like <laughs> straight men. Yeah, uh, actually, men, gays. Men. Yeah, the same. Or bad, bad men <laughs> have a direct line to Satan in hell because just when you're over it, just when you're okay, they pop up to test. Yeah, on a flight somewhere, or call just like just checking on you, or it's oh happy birthday. Don't fall for it. If he had changed his mind, I promise you, he would have reached out. I don't know anybody alive that wants something that doesn't go for it. He would have reached out if he wanted it. I would be so stressed if I was on that flight and I saw my ex. I know. I would be. So, I, I would, would start having ventilating. Out. Like if I could be a Sex in the City star, yeah. I would have been a cross between Samantha and Charlotte right, because okay. I'm such a believer in love and a believer in chance, and I definitely romanticize everything. And like I'm the kind of person that has flown across the world to meet somebody in a country to have a conversation about are we going to make it was or it not? Was it fulfilling? Um, it was closing for mm. me, um, and. I definitely always put myself probably further out there than I should have done. Um, but I always got my heart broken. It was always mm. boys that messed me around and fucked me over. And I wasn't really the one doing it to them. Yeah. Um, so actually, like, part of me was like, it's a sign. You should message him. Yeah, yeah, get your yeah. closure. But actually, from your side, from your point of view, I think you're right. I think close... Close, Close the, the curtain, door. yeah. And also, like, start a new story for yourself. This might sound insane, but I feel like sometimes, like, heartbreak and pain can be comforting because it proves yourself right. It's like, oh, I knew it. Oh, someone's let me down again. And it's, a, it's really weird, but there's like a bit of, like, a high you get from proving yourself right. Mm. And I just think just change the story. Like, start a new narrative. Meet people who date people and like people who actually like you back. I think that's the first rule of dating. And I spent years dating people who actually probably didn't like me back. And I feel like I knew when I was about to get ghosted or dumb. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. just kept pushing it yeah. in hope. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then it would happen. I'd be like, oh, well, there we go again. Here we go and again. And like, 
older and wiser, I look back and I'm like, God, you were behaving like a psycho. Going through the bins maybe have been a step too that far, is. but... Do you know, when I realise I'm a bit insane, when I watch, like, dating shows, like Love is Blind or whatever, and I see someone, I was like, oh, my God, she's... I do what she does. And I'm watching, I think she's insane. But I'm like, oh my God, that's me. And it's really humbling. That's why I keep watching them things, to have the mirror on my face of what I'm actually like today. I would be keen to know what this listener actually did. Because presumably you've got the flight. She's reached out already. Either, yeah, or either you got off that flight and bonded heavily at the local I wanna know, oh, why do you give more details? Did you see each other? Did they see you? Did you notice each other? Like- Were you on the same under 30s holiday? Like what happened post getting off the flight? I just wanna know everything. And where was the flight going? Cause yeah. that really, inter- imagine if it was like a 16 hour right. flight. And, and there was th- those cheap little wines involved. In those 16 hours, I would have had enough wines to go over. I'm the rest. Yeah, I would have gone over. Like, yeah, yeah, I would have gone over. Yeah. Get that plane blanket yeah. out. Come on. I would absolutely have gone. No. <laughs> For goodness sake. I was going to tell him about himself and you was going to do other things. Holly, there's a part of this podcast okay. that we, it doesn't, it's not a dilemma, right. but this is a story because I love dating I love stories. Story, yes. um, so let's have a listen. Okay. Hi, Jules. I have a dating uh, story for you. Um, I went through a period of my life of about five years where I was really trying to, really cliche, really trying to find myself. I'd just come out of a marriage and, um, I'd been with my ex-husband since school, so he was the only person that um, I'd, I'd ever kissed, ever held hands with, like, just everything. I was completely naive <laughs> and had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I went into a spell of um, swiping. I was on <laughs> Tinder at the time, so swiping, chat to these guys. I actually called them, me and my friends called them Tinder towels because I ended <laughs> up just having so many stories. One of my Tinder towels was I swiped on a guy, we got talking, everything's fine, you know, and I was like, well, we're both really busy. Do you just want to come around mine and watch film now? (laughs) Obviously, looking back, I now know that Netflix and chill actually is code for sex. (laughs) And I I genuinely did not know this. So he came around to my house, this guy that I've never met before, this complete stranger, just, you know, invited him into my safe space. And you'll be pleased to know that I have much better boundaries now. No wonder I was freaking out when I met these people because I was crossing so many of my own boundaries. And I knew from the outset that it was a bit like, (laughs) "Mm, this guy wants to sleep with me. You know, he came to my door and I was like, "Mm, I'm not sure if that vibe's there for me. I'm not sure if I fancy you. I put a film on, got some snacks and whatever else. And it was just, just a bit awkward, you know, sitting with this stranger. My insides were literally, yeah, my vagina was recoiling, actually. (laughs) It was horrific. Um, And I was like, right, we'll just get through this film and then, you know, see you later, goodbye. The film finishes and he tries to kiss me. And hindsight's a beautiful thing. And I should have just gone, "Mm, no, not for me. It would have been even more awkward, though. What do you do when someone lunges towards you to kiss you? Like, what do you do? So I I kissed him a bit. You know, I wasn't wasn't giving my best performance. (laughs) I was just sort of like reciprocating the kisses. I know now, obviously, that's probably leading them on. And I just didn't want to upset him. Yes, he was kissing me, whatever else. And the film had finished. And I was like, well, 
what do we do now? Like, I don't want to sleep with you. I can't put another film in. It's getting really late. I'm really tired. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'll put the news on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll just like be like, oh, it's time to go now. I should put the news on. So I put the bloody news on and we're sitting there in silence. And then I was like, right, I'm, I'll start yawning. So I started tidying up and yawning and, and you know, blowing the candles out and, you know, things like that. And, oh, I'm so tired. You know, I've got work in the morning. And, and he was like, yeah, 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 I'll go soon. And I thought, oh, good, yeah, he said you'll go soon. And he's still not moving. Like, why aren't you leaving? Like, I'm yawning every 30 seconds. <laughs> why, why are you not leaving my house? So I was like, right, do you know what? I'm going to pretend to fall asleep. And then he'll, like you know, wake me and be like, oh, you're falling asleep. And I'll be like, oh, gosh, yeah, you need to go. I've fallen asleep, you know, how embarrassing. So I, I pretend to fall asleep. And then and then I actually fall asleep. And then the next thing I know, I wake up and it's like three in the morning and, and this guy is still on my sofa, kind of just like watching me. Oh, my God, like, what are you doing? And at th- this point, you'll be pleased to know that I actually mustered up the strength to say, could you leave now, please? And he left. Thank God. And then I just felt horrendous and did the, um, yeah, I'm really sorry. It wasn't working for me and went on to my next Tinder towel. Love to you all. I've got so many firm words for her. 101 Dalmatians will do that as a movie though, won't it? It's the last time she ever watched it again. What are you... To be fair, let's slowly unpack it, Tolly, because Tolly at the moment, at the time of recording, looks... In deep shock. Okay, so Netflix and chill, I have also been guilty of that. So don't put yourself down for being guilty of not knowing that it means to hook up. I did once turn up to someone's house with popcorn thinking we were going to watch... I was like, great, we're just going to like watch films. I had no idea. Um, So don't put yourself down about that. Like, and you know about it now. All good. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank God... That nothing happened. Thank God. Thank God, girl. We've heard this before on Dial a Dilemma where someone's come out of either a marriage or a long-term yeah. relationship and the whole dating scene is completely I do different. get that. I do get that because I was in a really long-term relationship and then came out of it and was like told that people eat ass and I was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Blew my fucking mind. I was like, people do what now? So I understand all of the brand new information she faced when she came out of a long-term relationship. Yeah. So I I completely get not understanding what Netflix and chill is. I completely... But... And bless her, she'd have had the shake and vac out. Like, she'd have done a whole clean I know, for I know. Bless, bless her. But I just... You just can't invite a stranger to your house for the first time. No. And the, 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 the flip side is what's... Because in the gay world, people do invite strangers over. Yeah. I, it was never for me, but it, like it's a very common thing. And I'm sure it happens in the straight world too, where people just hook up, they go to each other's house and they have sex. Yeah. And there's the element of if you have a one night stand, if you meet someone on a date and you take them home, you are under the same risk as well you of bringing someone true. into your house. That is a good point. That is a good and point. when she was saying the story instantly because of everything, my mind went to, oh my God, you're so lucky. Like, yeah. thank God nothing so. happened. But at the same time, he might have actually been a good person and might have thought, God, she's asleep. I don't want her to leave because um, I don't want her to think that I'm just not interested. And maybe he was being... I don't know. I think he's a good person. Yeah. But he does not understand social cues. No. 
Like as soon as someone does. gets up and starts like faffing about, you kind of know that okay, it's home time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or as soon as like he kissed her, and it, like it wasn't given a kiss, like it wasn't given a good kiss back. I'm like, okay, cool. What gonna... I enjoyed was that um, he said that he lunged know, to kiss her. I, I was like, gosh, it feels so secondary school, doesn't it? To be like, <laughs> like just like go straight in. Bless him. Maybe, well, he also was new as well. Maybe he also didn't know the rules and regulations of like dating and all things yeah. like that. But I do think if I'd woken up and watched this random man, just watch, I would have screamed. <laughs> well, this is it. You yeah. don't know your boundaries until you know what is acceptable and not acceptable for you. Absolutely. Um, but if you have a dating story, if you have anything that you want to send in, dear listener, please voice note the number that's in the description of this podcast because we love to hear the love stories it. as well as the dilemmas. Right. Hi, Jules. Big fan. My dilemma is a good one, I hope, and I Ooh. feel and could hopefully help others potentially in the same situation. I decided to make the bold... Uh, move to step away and leave a high powerful lucrative amazing experience job for nearly six years and to allow for the space for me to refocus back into my own content which is one of my biggest joys personally and professionally to work with other brands to be more in control with what I have to look forward to in my future and be really at the driving seat. Um, as someone who I really admire and anyone listening, no doubt, also has the same exact notion, what would your top tips or advice be for anyone who's decided to step away from maybe something that other people deem as that's the thing you should be doing, you know? Why would you step away from that? Are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? Let's not go into that one. That's maybe the next dilemma I'll put anonymously. <laughs> but what would your tips be to someone who has stepped away from that slipstream, refocusing on themselves, looking at how to uh, approach and target or connect with other brands or allow that to come to me? Um, I would love to hear your uh, advice. Um, so thank you. I really feel with this yes. dilemma. And Tolly, did you have this in your career where you made a decision to go into broadcasting, to go into podcast, to step away from yeah. the traditional ladder of what everyone else thinks that you should be doing? And I think I was in a similar situation where I had a good paying job. Like it was fine, nice holidays. It wasn't, I didn't hate it particularly. Um, but I had this rule for the longest time that if I ever found myself crying in the toilet about the job, I was going to leave. Like if I consistently found that, oh my God, I'm crying. This is not, this is like, and I think sometimes it's not because you hate the role, but you just know that I should be doing something else. Right? Mm. But I read an article years and years ago called The Fuck Off Fund. And it was this woman talking about the need to have a fuck off fund for any situation in your life, right? So it could be you need to leave where you're living, you need to leave your job, you need to tell a partner to fuck off, you need to move out your mum's, whatever the reason is. And I read this and I started building this fund. I was just like, it wasn't for anything particularly, I was just saving just in case. And I, I really hope you have done that as well, because like you said, you was in a good high paying job. Just because there is something about leaving a job and it's all well and good for like, oh, I'm free, but outcomes are very real. <laughs> 
like mm. having to pay your mm. bills are mm. very real and there is nothing that will make you go back to another job out of just the fear of like oh my god I need to pay for stuff and when I left luckily I slept my mum's house I had this fund so I had a, I knew I had a couple of months to be like even if I make no money I can still afford to pay for things here or there and I know that sounds like really like not passionate filled advice but I think it's so important for anyone who leaves a job because I think especially when you go into like content creating because it's not going to happen straight away no and I just think there's a like you have to be realistic to be like hey I've got enough to actually really do this and not worry consistently mm. about paying my bills and surviving so that's the first thing I hope you've done and I hope anyone else does just start doing that fund you just never know when it's going to be mm. useful because that article changed my whole life um but in terms of like working for bands and stuff I mean you own a whole band like what's what's the advice well I think firstly the fact that you've made the leap and gotten out of a job that offered you so much security yeah. that is such a hard place to be in and making mm -hmm. that decision is huge because it ultimately puts your life on a completely different path Absolutely. that you didn't expect it to be on. And the thing is, obviously, you've listened to what's going on on the inside because I know how it feels. And when you talked about crying work, mm -hmm. I had a job where it was in my the small time that I was in corporate. And I remember everyone would say, oh, if you cry, go to the loo and lean forward and hold your fingers up and then your tears will be caught in the fingers and it won't smudge it won't, your makeup yeah, yeah, and it yeah, won't, yeah. no. And at the time we would do that, like every week we'd just be crying in the loose, leaning forward and be like, oh. And I look back now and I'm like, what the hell yeah. was I doing? This, that is crazy. But for me, I always thought that I should have had that job in that security and mm -hmm. build out that holiday form. And that was really where I should have been. Yeah. But there was always that urge for me to make content and be creative. I love making content. I love creating things that are ultimately gonna make other people feel yeah. good. But that didn't happen for me for ages. Mm -hmm. And at 32, I, I mean, at 30, I dumped my boyfriend. And then at 32, started working on Isle of Paradise and was freelance for two years before that, earning not very much money, but just really enjoying the process. Yeah. Um, and I didn't save. I wasn't very good at saving. Mm -hmm. um, and then when Isle of Paradise launched, there is an element of luck, I think, in there. There's also an element of they are good products and yeah. I had a great idea. But from that and after lockdown, I then came out of lockdown with this other job of content creation. Mm -hmm. So, but I wouldn't have had all the skills if yeah. it wasn't for all the work that I'd done before. I think even if there are moments when you think that it isn't going to work, and I think so many, this doesn't just, this advice isn't for people that are just doing content creation yeah, yeah, full time. Yeah. This is for people who've got a business and then they want to make content yeah. on the side. Every single piece of content that you make or things that you do and every edit that you do, you're learning something new each mm -hmm. time. Every mistake that you make, you're learning something new. And the more mistakes that you make and the more things that you kind of fuck up on, then the more skills that you get yeah. so that when you work with a brand or if you do consulting or whatever, then you're going to go in there with a much stronger skill set and offering. Mm -hmm. And Sarah Cox, actually, who's been a previous guest on this podcast, she said to me, when you go freelance, just say yes to everything yeah say yes get get as much opportunity let so many people know that you are freelance yeah. and then it will slowly start to happen but it takes time and it it's does. a hustle it's the and hardest you'll ever work like it's the hardest i've ever yeah. worked in my life and look don't get me wrong i'm not filling out a holiday form yeah, now it's and when, uh, yeah and when my friends are like oh my god rush hour is crazy i'm like i wouldn't <laughs> know what is that but at the same time you've got to hustle it yourself yeah absolutely um but it's rewarding. Because the greatest luxury of it is like, 
let's say I wake up on a Tuesday and I'm like, oh, I don't think I've slept enough. I will just go back to sleep. And like nothing, and I can do that. And it sounds so little, but the fact that I can be like, that didn't feel like enough sleep for me today, actually. I'm going to go back to sleep just because I work for myself. I don't have to be anywhere necessarily. I'm the total opposite. I have to get up at six every day. You're Otherwise lying. I send myself work. Sometimes I start work at 5 p.m. I've done nothing the whole day. I'm like, oh, let me just do some emails now. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I feel I'm in the mood now. But also that's the thing. That's the luxury of working for yourself and doing what you can do because you can just do it alongside whatever time in you want to do I'm it. I'm working smart and finding routines that work for yeah. you because you're in control. But at the same time, there is there is the element of you got you have to go out there and get the work in Absolutely. the first place. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like not all of us are waking up whenever we want and kind of the work is just magically landing oh, in our no, inbox. No, 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 no. It's the yeah, hustle yeah, yeah. as well. Like it took a while to get here. I think the thing with freelance and working for yourself, it's very like seasonal. Like you, like you said, Sarah said, there were times where you say yes to everything because mm. you're trying to be out there, you're trying to make as much money as possible. And then there'll just be a time where you have the cheat to say, oh, no, it's not really for me. When I've done that and I'm like, oh my God, you'd never thought you'd be in a situation where you can actually say no to something because I used to have to work so hard to like collect money and collect experiences. But then it gets to a season where you're like, actually, I don't want to do that. Or that's not aligning with my brand. That's not actually what it is that I want to do. And content creation, I think it's probably the best time to start doing it because although it feels like loads of people are doing it, it's actually a whole job now. It wasn't yeah. like that when we... No, <laughs> like, it just and wasn't. it's also not about followers yeah you can still make content or work for brands and you can have 2,000 followers yeah and the brands are just paying you literally to make the content mm -hmm. not because I think there's content creation and then there's influencing yeah and it's two different jobs absolutely um so and also don't be stressed if you have to get almost like a side hustle to your freelance yeah, life. I so a consulting contract, or even if you have to work yeah. in somewhere that isn't that glam, like lots of people don't know this, but while we were developing Isle of Paradise, I was someone's PA yeah. three days a week. I used to do copywriting. Just, I just did like random Just to pay gigs. the bills. Yeah. And then I could, then I could use that time. Then I had money to pay my rent. Exactly. But so don't be ashamed or don't be afraid of having to do that work that maybe isn't the most glamorous, but pays the bills. And then on, then you can use the spare time to do what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. It'll figure itself out mm -hmm. and you'll find something that works for you, but just keep going. And also be consistent with it. Don't be like, I've put three videos out and like, no, just put more videos out. I think there's people think it's going to happen straight away. And all like you do one video and it does really well and the next doesn't. Just keep whatever it is that you are creating, just be consistent with it. Make it and the people who want it will find it. And everyone who doesn't make content will think it's really easy. Yeah. Absolutely. That was the funniest thing about lockdown. Seeing everyone be like, oh, I can do this. And then you see everyone just like dwindle away. Lip -lip -lip -lip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, it's actually a lot more time consuming than what yeah. it is. Also, it's a really weird thing. Well, it's going to feel embarrassing to you. Like, 100%. It's so yeah. weird. It just, it just feels a bit embarrassing. But, and I also would say, start calling yourself whatever it is that, it is that you do. It took me absolutely ages to call myself a podcaster because I thought it was embarrassing. Like people are like, what do you do? I'm like, I write. Yeah. <laughs> But now I'm not, I'm not right on podcaster. It took me ages to say it. But I think the more you say it and you live in it, the more you embody it, I would say. I think that's great mm -hmm. advice. Tolly, yeah, you maybe. have been the most oh, amazing guest. The most amazing guest. Please, can we just, let's do a recap of what we've learned okay. on today's show. Yeah. For me, I've definitely learned. <laughs> definitely learned to be more tolly <laughs> <laughs> i want you to take that into life yeah 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 definitely don't sleep with people on planes or fool around with people on airplanes no, you can do that 
No, I think you should do naughty things in the airplane. I believe in naughtiness. I absolutely love spells of naughtiness, but also just be aware of the consequences of your naughtiness. Yeah, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, have boundaries. Absolutely. Have Netflix boundaries. and chill means only means, one thing. Yeah. It um, actually does mean just sex. But, but, but say yes to life. But yeah, um, first date, I don't think should be done in the house, just so you can get out. Yeah. But sure. say yes to things, have all of the stories and then call us and tell us more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Loved it. That's what I would say. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for coming. Bye. Babes, keep your questions and stories coming in. You know you can find the number to dial a dilemma in the episode description. Hit me up on WhatsApp. Send me the voice note. Remember to hit follow and subscribe so you don't miss an app. Rate the podcast on your subscription app. It really does help, babe. And who knows, you might be in the show next week. Don't forget, babes, you have absolutely got this. And in the words of Kylie Minogue, I believe in you. And remember, babes, keep it classy, a little bit trashy, and always sassy. Until next time, bye. Bye. 